Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Giese, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. Got a short podcast this uh, week on this Thursday, but it's a good podcast. We're going to preview the Union men's hockey games uh, against Colgate and Cornell this weekend. The first time the uh, Garda Chargers are seeing those teams. This is a scheduling quirk, uh, the way things worked out. I'll have interviews with uh, players uh, Ben Tupker, uh, Kyle Chauvet, and Brandon Burr. And on the women's side, the women will be heading to Colgate and Cornell as they try to snap an eight-game losing streak. Uh, assistant coach Chris Ardito and players Emily King and Sophie Matsukas will be uh, interviewed for that. Uh, Chris Ardito and uh, Olivia Soares will be running the uh, the uh, guarded charges while um, head coach Josh Kiba is away with the uh, USA team as part of that rivalry series against Canada. And, of course, Super Bowl 58 is on Sunday, and we're going to have the predictions of my Gazette colleagues and some little, have a little fun with, the, with that, so that'll be very entertaining as well. Uh, I was hoping to land some interviews for the Super Bowl, and unfortunately uh, things didn't work out, but that's okay. We got to, you know, of course, we have you, uh, Damon Bruce from last week, if you want to listen to that podcast, the uh, San Francisco Sports Talk Show host and Notre Dame uh, Bishop Gibbons uh uh, graduate, so uh, we had a lot of fun with that chat. So if you get a chance to listen to that, please do so. But coming up, we're going to talk Union College hockey, both men and women. So stick around. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. Speed, skill, physicality, home to college hockey's elite teams, coaches, and student athletes. ECAC Hockey, 12 programs competing at the highest level. A league where champions are born and world-class professionals are trained. Where history is abundant and a commitment to the cutting edge is unrivaled. The best facilities, the fiercest competition. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. You guys just didn't want it bad enough. That should have been an easy win. What were you doing out there? You gotta hustle. You could have made that play if you'd been open. On the car ride home after the game, when you think you're helping by telling me what I did wrong and what I need to work on, all I hear is that I'm not good enough, that I'm supposed to be perfect, that it's not okay to lose. On the car ride home, all I need to hear is how much you love me and enjoy watching me play. That my worth isn't determined by my performance. That even on my worst day, I am worthy. That you see me learning, growing, and doing my best. And that is enough. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hello, this is John D. Augustine, the publisher at the Daily Gazette. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor, Ken Schott. 
Back to the podcast. The Union College men's hockey team is back home this weekend. It's the final month of the season, four weeks left, and the Union will start their drive for possible home ice in the first round, or at least a first-round bye, I should say, in the ACAC hockey tournament. They're just a point out of fourth place. Clarkson occupies that spot right now, and they're four points behind third place Colgate and five points behind Second place, Cornell. Colgate uh, comes to uh, town on Friday, and Colgate is or Cornell is in town on Saturday. It's the first meetings of the uh, year between the, those three schools, Union uh, Colgate, Union Cornell. Uh, just the way the schedule has worked out, uh, the Union finished their series already with RPI, uh, Brown, Yale, St. Lawrence, and Clarkson. But uh, haven't faced uh, Clark, uh, Colgate and Cornell just yet. Just a, like they said, kind of a weird situation with the schedule. Yeah, Colgate and Cornell have been rolling of late. Uh, Colgate has won five of its last six, including its last two. Uh, Cornell, of course, will be at RPI on Friday. They're 7-0-3 in their last 10 games, and they've yet to lose in 2024. Of course, you heard Josh Halge uh, talk about those uh, games this weekend on my podcast from Wednesday. Now let's hear from the players. Uh, goaltender Kyle Chauvet, uh, Captain Ben Tupker, and forward Brandon Burr are on the diet dais to talk about the games this weekend. Well, guys, uh, you're finally going to see uh, Colgate Cornell this weekend. Um, ben, is finally nice to see it, see them for the first time all season? Um, yeah, I mean, as we're working our way through the schedule, obviously, um, you know, we're at a point where they're the only uh, two teams we haven't seen so far. So, yeah, I guess it's uh, kind of an exciting opportunity to, to get started with them. Does it seem strange that you're seeing this late in the season for the first you know, for the first time? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit different, obviously, this late into the season to have not played them whatsoever, but at the end of the day, it's not uh, too big of a deal. Brandon, your thoughts about that, finally seeing Colby and Cornell this weekend? Uh, just excited. Haven't played either of them ever, so okay. looking forward to it. Okay. Kyle, what about you? I mean, it's just, does it seem strange? Uh, here we are, second weekend of February, and then you're finally seeing this team after you, you, know, you completed series against Yale Brown. RPI and Clark and St. Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a little bit strange, but I mean, we're just excited to, to be able to get a chance to play them, and um, you know, we, we want to put our, our best forth this weekend. Yeah, both teams are playing pretty well. Obviously, you know, also ahead in the standings. Uh, Colgate four points ahead; they're in third place. Cornell five. So, how, how critical is this weekend? You know, with you know, you guys are still point out of fourth place again. Uh, Clark's in there. So, how important is this weekend as far as uh, you know, trying to get some points and you know. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's very important. Like, I think it's a good opportunity not only to gain points but to take points uh, from those teams. So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be huge. And I think every weekend going forward, obviously, is is a big weekend now coming to the final stretch. Brandon, how important is it to play like you did in that third period against Brown, where you fired twenty six shots? You guys are swarming to that. Uh, you know, sort of a, like a pack of wolves mentality that this program had years ago when they were winning a national championship. So how important is it to keep that? consistently against these two teams? Uh, it's, it's needed because we know they're a real good team, so we're going to have to have our best effort. And when we played that, we did in the third. I don't think there's many teams that can compete with us. So, Ben? Yeah, I think um, just being more consistent with it. Obviously, you know, the team we were in the third, I, you know, I'd put up against uh, anybody. So we know we have that potential. It's just about bringing it for a full 60. This team early in the season wasn't really doing that. I, mean, I think we're still trying to find its way. So, but in this recent stretch here, you, know, you had the five-game one beat streak, only one, lost one in the last seven. It seems like you've been averaging over four goals a game during this time. So, I mean, how critical is it to you know, keep that up and you know put the pressure 
on on the other team that force them into mistakes that lead to goals. Yeah, I think as a group, we're just like starting to find our stride and it's happening um, at a good time, obviously going into the final stretch. So um, everybody's producing and playing like we expect them to. Um, I th still think we can find another gear and another level. But um, yeah, it's exciting right now. We're in the middle of the fight. So we just have to keep putting our best foot forward, like Shelf said. You, mean, you guys feel confident that you know, you're in, in the hunt for home ice and that you can get it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ever since uh, the season ended last year, our first goal was to, to earn a first round buy. So um, to be in the position we're at where, you know, we've put ourselves with a fighting chance to earn that um, is exciting. And yeah, absolutely. We feel like we can catch the teams ahead of us to do that. Right. Is this team getting more and more confidence as the season goes on? I'd say so. Like every game, we can feel our team believe in ourselves more and more. So these two games here are going to be huge for us. There's six points. If we can beat these two. I think we're going to have a lot more confidence. Uh, you hit the uh, double digits and goals. First one to do it this season for, for Union. Uh, what does that does that mean anything to you? Uh, I mean, it's nice, but just the wins are more important. What's going to be key, Kyle, to you know, so let's start with Colgate first. What's going to be the key against them? Yeah, I mean, kind of what we talked about already, I think just like playing to our, our identity. Um, I think that like kind of the pack of wolves mentality, kind of what you were saying. but. Um, you know, I think I think we just need to stick to who we are, and uh, you know that belief is there. So, um, you know, I have a lot of confidence, and everyone has confidence in this in this group. Certainly, you know, obviously, don't want to look ahead because you know, obviously the focus is on Friday. But you know, Cornell, last time you played them, without there was that 10-1 game. Uh, the, yeah, they scored a lot of power play goals in that first period. What what is it about Cornell that makes them so tough? Um, you know, I think they. You know they're a bigger team. They uh, compete hard, but I think you know this is it's a new season this year, so we're not we're not looking back to to last season. I think we got a really good group ahead of us, and we're we're gonna put put our best forward against them. Yeah, yeah Ben, obviously you were part of that Cornell culture there. What is it? What what do you think it's gonna take to beat a team like that? Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we've played a lot of good teams so far this year, so I don't think that we necessarily have to you know, approach them any differently than we have um, with the others. So I think it's just more focusing on ourselves, and the result will take care of itself. You guys have any uh, Super Bowl picks? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a big football guy, to be honest. I'll be rooting for whoever everyone else is rooting for. I got uh, Kansas City. I just don't like the Niners. I'm a Seahawks fan, so. <laughs> uh, I'd say Niners. Go again. Yeah. As for the women, uh, the uh, Garner Chargers have really struggled of late um, since beating 15th-ranked Penn State uh, back in January. Uh, Union has lost eight straight, and they've been outscored 30-7, to shut out four times during that stretch. It's been really a tough go for, for Union. Uh, they had a three-game homestand last week with Harvard, Brown, and Yale in town, and they lost all three games. Uh, and They scored the first goal in the games against Harvard and Brown, but just were not able to sustain or protect that lead. I think there was one moment in the Harvard game last week you know, that really sums up maybe the frustration of this team. Uh, you're down, they were down 3-1 late, and um, Riley Walsh had a clear path to the net and seemed like she had a good chance to shoot the puck. Instead, uh, passed it off to uh, a teammate on the left side. I, I'm not sure who that was uh, from watching the video. Unfortunately, that uh, the teammate was not prepared to uh, receive the pass, and that's just 
that's a situation where you, you got to score. I mean, you're down two, and you, you really can't be uh, trying to make the, the perfect pass, and that was the case there. But now, not blaming Riley Walsh or anything, but just it seems like this team is really you know, struggling to find itself. And this is the second consecutive year that, that where they've had a signature win, uh, they faded, and it happened last year after they set the team record uh, for uh, wins in the season against St. Michael's on, on New Year's Day. Uh, they just stumbled after that and missed the playoffs. Uh, Union had a good chance at home ice. Uh, they still have a shot, shot. They're mathematically alive for that, maybe a home ice in the first round of the CAC Hockey Tournament, but it's going to be tough. Uh, they're in a three-way tie for uh, ninth place right now, and you know they, they're well back of Brown. It's uh, four games left in the season, and the trip uh, to Colgate Cornell will not be easy. Colgate leading uh, ECAC hockey right now, ranked fourth in the country. That game is at six o'clock on Friday, and then the Union heads to uh, Cornell, ranked sixth uh, in one poll, seven in, in, in another. Uh, that's a three o'clock game at uh, Liner Rink, so really doesn't get uh, much easier uh, for the Garner Chargers. Uh, with Josh Skiba away with uh, Team USA Hockey uh, as with the rivalry series against Canada, uh, Chris Ardito and Olivia Soares will be uh, running things. Uh, Chris was at the uh, podium on Tuesday along with players uh, Emily King and Sophie Matsukas. So let's hear what they had to say. All right, guys. Um, tough, tough sledding now if you guys uh, take pick. The, I guess a bad time to go into a slump here, Chris. Uh, what do you got to do to bounce out of it, especially with you know tough games coming up at Colgate and Cornell? Yeah, I mean, I think it's part of our league, right? Like every every team's tough. So, I mean, we've played some good periods. We've played some not so good periods. Uh, I think it's just focusing on what we do. So, Colgate, Cornell, they're not going to be easy. Quinnipiac, Princeton. If we focus on what we do and we execute the way we should, it should be fun. Yeah, well, you guys, you know, you had that three just this past week. I had the three game homestand. You, you you had a I mean, mathematically you're still alive for home ice, but what's going to take to get in that? So we really put you guys, you guys are really behind the eight ball now. Um, could you repeat that? Yeah, you, you guys uh, with the three game home stand, you had a chance to make some moves, get in the position, made for home ice instead. Oh, you yeah. end up losing all those three games, and now you really put yourself in a position where home ice still mathematically achievable. It's going to be tough with these last four games. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't like a little challenge. I think. Uh, I think if we put our heads to it, we can we can beat any team we want. I think the ECAC is just really competitive overall, and I think that like if people are doubting us because we're in this rut, we can catch them on an off day. And I think that also, you know, we really want to get out of this rut. So just these last few games, maybe they've been a little practice for us to really come out this weekend and beat some top teams. So, your thoughts? Um, I agree with Kinger. I think that. Um, we keep talking about how it's a process and you're not going to win every single game. There's going to be certain games that you don't come out with a win, and I think that that just pushes us to be a little bit stronger the next time. And we know that the games coming up aren't going to be easy games, but that just pushes us like we're the underdogs and we're going to like prove that we're better and we should be where we want to be. Chris, I mean, how, how would you explain what's going on in this, in this slump here, this eight-game losing streak? I mean, yeah, watching the game last Wednesday, I think, you know, seeing – I mean, I don't want to single out Riley, but – yeah, seeing her going on two and one with a chance to shoot the puck instead of passes the puck up, and you're down two. I mean, is that really emblematic what's been going on? Just you know, guys, maybe you know, players are trying to do too much. I think some decisions have to do with it, right? Like coming out of our zone, sometimes we can take care of the puck a little bit better. But then there's also some really elite moments where we make some really unreal plays. I think it's finding ways to be consistent with that. 
and I think we've been caught when we've been inconsistent with it. So we focused pretty hard on it this week. We focused on it last week. We're, we're coming along, um, and we want to be ready to go for that first playoff game. So these games matter, and we're going to put everything we can to them, but really that first playoff game is where they're going to be clicking. I mean, unfortunately, you look back on the last season at this mm -hmm. time, you guys, after a signature win, against St. Michael's, which set the record for program wins. The team went into a, a slide there, only mm -hmm. one in 10 in the last 11. Uh, you get a signature win at Penn State, beating a ranked team, and now you've lost eight in a row. I mean, is it tough to compare? What, 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 why do you think that, that is that you guys have been slumping at, at this time of year? Yeah, I mean, it, some things are similar, I would say. Um, but I think the level of hockey we're playing right now for us internally is, is different. I think our high moments are way higher than even when we were playing our, our in that winning run last year. Um, I think every year we level up our competition does. I think when we make mistakes, it's it's catching us quite a bit. Um, last year, I think there were moments where we were winning where we were making a fair amount of mistakes and we were getting some puck luck, and right now we're not. Um, but I think when you look at the areas where we're doing really well, it's well above where it was last year, and, and we just need the other areas to click too. Elliot, what are your thoughts about that? Um, I think that a lot of the people who produce the most on our team are on the younger side, so I think that we do, we're like they're learning, and we're all learning together how to not make those mistakes, and I think that just like over time, we're getting better at it. I think that also when we're losing or making those mistakes, it's just because we're doing it ourselves, or like we're, trying to get too complicated and the other team picks up on it really quick and I think basically for us we just have to break it down to the core and like just start playing hockey rather than overthinking it and like having more confidence on the ice especially it's hard to get out of a rut when you're in one and we just have to believe in ourselves and I think we'll be fine. So what's going to be the key this weekend going to you know tough opponents like Colgate and Cornell I mean Cornell a couple weeks ago you know, you know put two touchdowns up on uh, Dartmouth I think just not worry about what they're doing to other teams, not worry about who they are, really just play our game. Do what we can usually do and just, yeah, play our game, not worry about what they're doing, who they are, like, who cares that they won that score there. How important is it going to be at least, you know, try to score at least the first couple goals against them? I think it'll be important to give our team momentum and I think just prove to everyone that we can beat them and we can make plays against them and just... Um, like Chris said, we haven't gone very lucky in certain situations. Like we've been hitting a lot of posts recently, so I think that just um, shows that like we're right there. There's just one extra little step. Emily, I mean, where does this team stay right now, I mean, uh, mentally wise? I mean, is there still confidence in this, in this in this squad? I think there always is, but uh, we did like a team activity yesterday where we split up into like what we thought our personalities were. I feel like it kind of helped us learn that everyone has like a different role and everyone's different on the team. And I think that like, especially the people who got put in like the, the dominant sector of what we did have to really like ignite this flame coming into this weekend and make sure that everyone knows like who cares who we're playing, like every game is the same. And we kind of just gotta like go out and put everything on the line. Cause there's only a few games left and like that are certain and I know everybody wants to keep playing as long as we can and I know that we can if we actually put our minds to it so we just gotta like figure out how to just play hockey first and think after. Chris, are we, are we running the team this weekend? Uh, um, Josh will be back this week uh, for the games? 
we have our own roles, right? So like Liv will do certain things, I'll do certain things, Laura will do others, it's just a matter of what the game is. So on bench, ref stuff, yes, pre-scout, locker management will flip-flop and, and tag team that. Some uh, Union Women's Hockey News. Uh, two defensemen have been selected as the uh, team's nominees for two annual awards. Junior defenseman Marin Friday was uh, nominated for the 2023-24 Mandy Schwartz Scholar Athlete of the Year Award. That's given out by ECAC Hockey. And the Mandy Schwartz Award uh, Athlete of the Year Award honors a student athlete in the league who best demonstrates excellence on the ice in the classroom and as a leader in the community. Nominees have to have a cumulative grade point average of 3.50 on a scale of uh, 4.0 through the fall term and must participate in a minimum of 50% of the team's games. Friday's appeared in all 30 of Union's games this season, has three goals and four assists uh, for seven points, and she carries a 4.0 grade point average. Uh, not, <laughs> not too bad. Uh, she's a mechanical engineering major, so uh, congratulations to uh Marin, uh, senior defenseman, it was uh, Marilyn Killiam. She's uh, nominated for the uh, uh, Sarah Devins Award. That's a joint uh, award between ECAC Hockey and Hockey East. And that award um, uh, is presented annually to a player who demonstrates leadership and commitment both on and off the ice. And the honor not only is you know, just getting the award, but there's also a uh, postgraduate scholarship of $15,000. That's pretty good. Killian's played in 97 of uh, Union's 98 games during her three uh, uh, seasons part of the program. She's also uh, the team one of the team captains this year, and uh, she's recorded five goals and five assists during her Union career. So congratulations to those uh, two uh, Union women's hockey players. Well, coming up, you're going to hear my Gazette colleagues with their Super Bowl 58 predictions as well as mine. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. historic conference in college hockey. It's a battle night in and night out. ECAC Hockey, an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world, and showcasing the best student athletes in the sport. Top-notch facilities and arenas, incomparable traditions, passionate fans, alumni who go on to become elite professionals, leaders, and champions. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Tyler A. McNeil. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Shaw. Welcome back to the podcast, and it's time for our Super Bowl 58 predictions. We like to do this every year with the Super Bowl, get my uh, Gazette colleagues to uh, 
participate and make their selections. And, of course, uh, the San Francisco 49ers playing the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, game will be at 6.30 p.m. Sunday in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, so should be interesting to see what goes on. Of course, we we're all wondering how many uh, shots the CBS will take of uh, Taylor Swift in the uh, and the uh, visitor, the uh, VIP suite. <laughs> of course, she's got a concert in Tokyo, so uh, I think she'll make it there for the game on Sunday to be with uh, her, her bro, uh, uh, Travis Kelsey. So th- that'll be a lot of fun to watch that game. It's going to be a good game. I'll offer my pick, but let's hear from uh, my Gazette colleagues and some interesting picks. Uh, some couple of my uh, colleagues had some fun with these picks. So uh, here we go. Here are the Gazette's uh, staff's uh, Super Bowl 58 picks. Hi, this is Daily Gazette, director of content Michael Kelly. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is KC 24, San Francisco 16. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports writer Kyle Adams. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter and paginator Amira Edchi. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is the Chiefs because they've been to, what, five of the last six Super Bowls? They seem to know what they're doing, and I think they'll take it all home, and I hope I get to see Travis Kelsey on SNL again. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Shenandoah Breer. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is the Kansas City Chiefs. Hi, this is Daily Gazette's editorial coordinator, Andrew Pugliese. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is the San Francisco 49ers 31, Kansas City Chiefs 17. Just think that the Chiefs have gotten away with a lot of teams not giving them their best so far this postseason, and the 49ers are hot at the right time. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports reporter Will Springstead. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is Kansas City 24, San Francisco 17. I think they have the swifter team. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Ted Remsnyder. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is San Francisco 24, Kansas City 21. I think they're due after four years ago. I think they're due to get revenge and uh, Kyle Shanahan will finally get over the hump and win one. Hi, this is Daily Gazette Deputy Director of Content Adam Schinder. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is Chiefs 27, 49ers 23, because I've learned it's a bad idea to go against Patrick Mahomes. Hi, this is Daily Gazette sports writer Mike McAdam. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is Kansas City Chiefs over the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I'll tell you a quick, funny little story why that is. I was in my car a month or so ago, and, and a Taylor Swift song came on the radio. And I didn't know who it was. I've never heard one of her songs before. And then we get into Super Bowl week this week, and lo and behold, it turns out she she and uh, one of Kansas City Chiefs players, Travis Kelsey, the tight end, is uh, they're an item. They've been dating. So I figure on that hunch alone, I'm going to go down to Rivers Casino and, uh, with, with, and bet with both fists. I mean, you can't turn out turn down a hunch play like that, and 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 I will not. Uh, it was just such a weird coincidence that uh, I figure that's going to be my play. Hi, this is the Daily Gazette Advertising Manager, Randy Lewis, and my Super Bowl 58 prediction is the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are actually underrated with defense, and I think they're going to keep the 49ers in in check. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring game. Uh, I do have the over on how many appearances Taylor Swift is going to make, and Jason Kelly. 
or Kelsey. Sorry about that. But uh, hope you have a good Super Bowl and have fun. Hi, this is Daily Gazette digital content producer Stan Hootie. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is Kansas City 19, San Francisco 89. Let me speak now. The 49ers will have the Chiefs seeing red as they are fearless, despite their reputation that they are not a Taylor Swift lover. Ignore the folklore as San Francisco will be partying through the midnights evermore, celebrating their win over the tortured poets department. Hi, this is Daily Gazette news columnist Andrew Waite. My Super Bowl 58 prediction is Taylor Swift shots plus seven. That's the only score that matters. As for my pick, I'm going to go with the the lesser of two evils, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, I'm not a San Francisco 49ers fan, even though my Eagles are in the NFC. Uh, The Chiefs are going to win 28-17. I think the Chiefs defense is going to carry the day. And the the Chiefs offense hasn't been as good this year, but I think they're going to be good enough against the 49ers on Sunday in Las Vegas. They'll become the first repeat champion since the New England Patriots in 2003-2004. So I'm wondering, will I be hearing this? I be hearing this. We'll be finding out around 10 o'clock Sunday night uh, how that um, our, my pick and our my colleagues' uh, picks uh, turned out. So appreciate them uh, doing this for me, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed uh, the entertainment portion of this program. So I'll be back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. Hi, I'm Daily Gazette news columnist Andrew Waite and host of the Weighing In podcast, which takes you inside my award-winning featured news column by offering the backstory, thought process, and interviews that inform my work. Plus, readers have their chance to respond. The Weighing In podcast is available at dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I love playing sports, especially for my school. And that's because school sports are special. It's where it's safe to fail. It's where we're taught resilience, where our fear becomes confidence. It's where we learn to get back up after every fall. School sports are where 7.8 million students go from I can't to I can. This message presented by NISFA and the New York State Athletic Administrators Association. Hi, this is Daily Gazette editor Miles Reed. And you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor, Ken Schott. Back to wrap up the podcast. Of course, it's the final You Pick'em Football contest of the season with Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Uh, Go to dailygazette.com to make your pick. The auto racing season is revving up, and that means the Daily Gazette's auto racing contest is coming back. I'll have more details on next week's podcast. Just because COVID-19 mandates are easing, that does not mean you should relax. Be vigilant. If you have not gotten vaccinated or received a booster shot, please do so. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family. And do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank Ben Tupker, Brandon Bear, Kyle Chauvet, Chris Ardito, Emily King, and Sophie Matsukas, as well as my Gazette colleagues for coming on the show. Next week's podcast, I'll have uh, my NBA roundtable with Mark Kestisher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and Gildan Native, and Tim Reynolds of the Associated Press and Fort Ann Native. 
I hope you tune in. We have a lot to discuss on the NBA this season. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on X and Threads at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I'm Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.